Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. On today's episode, Jake screws up, Chuck is the last of us, and it's a good time to be a Pokemon fan. Most definitely is a good time to be a Pokemon it, it fan. It sure is uh, a very fantastic time to be a Pokemon fan. And we'll talk about that a little bit later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but how have you been, my friend, since our last episode? I have had a fun-filled week. Uh, a little stress in there, too. But um, fun-filled. Um, as I, I guess we'll begin with what you alluded to as on The Last <laughs> of Us. So this is now episode two of The Last of Us podcast. Right. Because it's the best video game ever created, times two. We're going to have another another episode, The Last of Us, because the the TV show is coming out semi-soon. It's being produced. Uh, But how did you enjoy The Last Uh, of Us 2? I know you you spent I really enjoyed it. I terribly misunderestimated how long the game was. Right. Um, Just because... The lengths are... It's like almost probably like double the size, like double the length of the first one. But I was getting... uh, so far, I mean, I don't want to spoil things, but you get so I far, mean, and then you, like, for, you switch perspectives in the middle of the game, and I thought that was, like, going to be shorter, but it was basically, like, part two. Right, so, right. It was part, not, it wasn't, like, a short thing. It was basically yeah. half the game. <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize, I thought I was, like, like, four-fifths of the way through the game when it switched perspective, but no, I was actually, like, only halfway. So I, I, I did play it for like 12 hours straight over Easter weekend to because I was like, I'm almost done. I just want to know what like the story just keeps you in. So right. like I just sat there and played and I was like, I'm almost done. I'm just going to finish. And then next thing you know, it was like three in the morning. All right. So, I've, I've been there and done that. Uh, it's a great game. <laughs> I don't want to spoil the story, but oh, my God, I love both of those games. The stories right. are great. The, the second uh, the second game was a little bit more controversial so there was a lot more love hate compared to the first one where if you played it most people just loved it yeah um i yeah i mean the i can see the the love hate comes in in the second one because i really stayed away from like reading any kind of spoiler stuff because i really didn't want to know what happened but like i do i i think it stuck to the 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 gist of the ends like how like the games end between both of them like there's like a really fine tough controversial decision at the end of both games that you get to you as a player get to play no part in right and (laughs) um i love that aspect but like and then you may or may not like like that this what happens at the end No, I agree. Um, I can't wait for the, the like the the show to come out again. Like I said, I, I love both episodes of the video game. Uh, if they made a third, I would definitely go back and play that. Yeah, um, I, I believe they are making. I, I, I have no confirmation, but no I believe confirmation. they are making. I am not sure. <laughs> uh, I am not sure either. I thought I heard somewhere that they were, but I am excited for the TV show just because um, I've I've well, I've been kind of like bit by a lot of this made for TV stuff off of other uh, novels and things. Um, but I am super excited for last of us because they have Neil Druckmann, the guy who created both video games is running the show. Right. So that's a huge contributing factor to the quality of the show. I think. Yeah. I, I hope like, I hope that he can guide the show 
in the same vein of what he did for the video game. Right. Um, but yeah, this week has been a long week for me. It's, <laughs> it's been a very long week for me. Yeah. So um, let's see, we're going to start off. Uh, I almost died. My car um, <laughs> the back axle snapped um, it, this in the morning when I was driving to work. Thankfully I was going slow enough and in a straightaway enough area where I was able to pull off to the side. Um, but uh, long story short on that one, my car is um, a goner. I had to get a new car. It was very sad for me because was, this was my first like brand new car. I bought brand new um, that all the way back in 2007. Um, so it's been a minute. Um, so with this car has been with me um, basically everywhere I've ever traveled. Um, so it was, it's kind of hard to say goodbye, but it was, I got kind of got lucky and found a, a pretty, pretty good brand new car um, for, you know, a reasonable price and actually found a brand new car because right now in this time of day or this time of age, um, you really Cars can't hard. hard to find to even just find it, um, uh, let alone put an offer on it. Um, mm-hmm. So it, we went, we had that happen. Uh, got my booster shot uh, again this weekend. So I was, I was basically out for like a day and a half. I was just like, I was wiped out. Um, but I got my booster in, so I'm good to go for Indy. Um, in that two week time frame, so it's definitely worth it. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's not much more to say that. And then you know, um, well, I, I was just, on the car part. I've seen that that thing happen, like to other cars on the road. As like, I immediately was like, I would have pooped my pants <laughs> if I was driving. Like, so well, luckily, I was extremely I would... happy you got out unscathed. Right after you told me, well, the story, luckily so. I I go to work at four like four thirty yeah. in the morning, so there's barely ever any cars, so I didn't have to con- compete with any cars to you know potentially run me over or anything like that. So yeah. um, got lucky there. Yeah. Um. All right, and then the, the last thing I want to talk about, which is a pretty um, hard thing for me to talk about, um, because you know I I alluded to it in the intro, I kind of screwed up, um, where you know. I, I've said on the podcast in the past, um, you know, talking about metagaming, playing playing the deck you want to play, um, and, and don't meta shame somebody. And I completely broke my rule on that. Um, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and have any kind of like excuses for myself. Um, but I definitely what was it last, two weeks ago. I I kind of um, threw our own Ryan under the bus uh, because he likes to play. Um, some really competitive, but fun decks that are not, may not be like the meta, um, defining decks. Um, and he plays them very well and to a T and if it, it, it frustrates me in the best of ways, I guess, um, because he plays it so well. Um, but you know, in the, in the vein of trying to test, I, I definitely, um, crossed over a line I, I shouldn't have, um, with, you know, kind of throwing them under the bus. Um, and I, I feel horrible about it and you definitely, I I know I shouldn't have done that. And I apologize a hundred percent. I never meant for it to, you know, uh, offend or, or do anything like that. Cause you know, uh, Ryan and I are, are good friends and uh, I was never meaning anything, uh, you know, malicious by it. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I I said it, I, I need to own up to it and I do apologize and just kind of take this as a lesson that, um, meta shaming, no matter how big or small it is, it, it can affect a person, um, in a way that you may not anticipate. And 
in turn, it can actually affect the community as well. Um, you know, cause you're throwing potentially throwing divide in there. Um, but I mean, I know Ryan and I's friendship, you know, we'll, we'll, <coughs> we'll get past this. Um, but I mean, definitely I, I feel horrible. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say, but I, I needed to own yeah. up to it, I guess. So. Yeah. Well, it's good to come clean, I guess. Well, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, Ryan, keep playing that deck because you're, you're awesome at it. <laughs> so play whatever you want. Like no matter what I say, like period. Um, and that oh. goes with anybody, honestly. Um, yeah. It, it, there's I'm... lessons to be learned through my mistakes. And if I could help somebody else, you know, down the line, um, I mean, I, I guess I'm thankful for that. Um, I, I w- don't want to make these mistakes or make anybody upset because uh, you know, I'm in the business of trying to promote the game and, you know, be welcoming and not exclusive, like excluding people because of one reason or another. So, um, yeah. you know, that's a big strike on me. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been beating myself up all week about it. Well, I mean, it can be an honest, a little bit of an honest mistake and uh, to where, I mean, what you, you weren't, what you said might not have been what exactly what you meant, because I mean, in the, when you think of it in the themes of te- like, if you're thinking about in the themes of text uh, testing and for regionals, and you really want to, uh, you want to go up against those matchups that you're going to see more, most often. Right. Uh, and if you, if, I mean, if you have, and if you have someone who doesn't necessarily play those matchups, I mean, it's still it's selfish. Not, it's not that you don't want them to, to try to push that yeah. upon somebody, no matter what my agenda is. Um, I mean, whenever somebody's playing, going to locals or whatever, they have the right to play whatever the hell they want to um, and enjoy the game how they want to. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, lesson learned for myself. All I can do is move on and, you know, and, and try to get better from this. Um, and that's definitely what I'm going to be doing. We live and learn. Right. All right. But it's not all doom and gloom for this episode. Yeah, we we um, do run a Pokemon podcast. We do run a Pokemon podcast. This is a great time to be a Pokemon fan. Yep. Uh, before we get into all the news and, and you know, all the randomness at the beginning. Um, actually, let, let's get into the randomness of the beginning. You want to yes. start with trivia today? Trivia? Um, uh, I, or have, random I have random card madness. Up. Let's, let's do go it. with that. I'm good with that. All right, so we decided we were going to go for, I guess we'll go to like a little bit of a nostalgia stake. We're going to uh, take on this. Uh, we went back to Sword and Shield base set, which mm-hmm. is got, uh, the clock ticking on how much longer we get to keep this set around. Yeah, it was but, probably uh, one of our last times we could do this, uh, yeah. this specific set. Yeah, so um, just like before, we're going to pick a random card. We have 100, there's 202 in that set. We drew card number 184 in this set today, and that's going to take us to the supporters that came out in Sword and Shield. Interesting. We have Team Yelgrunt. Team Yelgrunt. Okay. So for those of you who do not know what this card does, it is a trainer. It is a supporter, which means you can only play once per turn, and it has the effect of put an energy attached to one of your opponent's Pokemon into their hand so um i have a good take on this if chuck i don't think you've ever been able to start on one of these so the floor is yours yeah um i am kind of a little bit gonna miss this card um i think it is definitely extremely playable um it's not one you need a ton of uh because 
Most decks do not plan on doing Team Yogurt every turn. Um, but if you run any kind of control style deck, possibly, or even uh, just like an energy denial package, uh, the turn that you get to pull off Team Yogurt <laughs> might buy you exactly what you need for the turn right. to get over the hump. I mean, I, I've seen this to great effect in Picarum. I've seen it in other decks as well, where you just get to do un- enough undo enough energy on the opponent's side of the board, maybe combo with a crushing hammer or uh, maybe a fan of waves um, where they can't then put down enough energy to reattack or continue on with the game plan and giving you basically that extra go around to get what you need. Mm -hmm. Um, That's a very good point. Um, I mean, there are things that can easily accelerate energy on your opponent's side that maybe this wouldn't be, um, particularly yeah. useful, um, but there that, is that is probably the biggest drop off reason. Yes, for it now. but there is a deck currently that I could see at least a one of this going into, and that is the Whimsicott deck. Um, yep. Whimsicott definitely plays hammers, and they play fan of waves. Um, but you add that extra guaranteed, uh, maybe not putting it into your, di- your opponent's discard or putting it into their hand if it's a special energy, and then you hit with Whimsicott. I mean, they can't reattach it. Um, so yeah. a lot of times, like, you know, the Mew matchup, you can, do, you can do Elsa Sparkle to it, but if there's nothing else in there, or even if you, you force it to the hand, uh, yeah, they just, they can't, they just can't attach. Um, so I would say it's, it's, it's always been fringe use depending on the deck that it, sometimes it was very prevalent, like what you said in Pika Rom. Um, but I could see it having one last hurrah, um, in that Whimsicott deck archetype, uh, going forward. So I would say... If, if you're a fan of energy disruption, go for it. Uh, you know, this is your time before, before it rotates. Yeah. Um, I have, I've been toying around with that Whimsicott deck and I can see putting one, one in there. I haven't done it myself yet. Um, I'm just trying to find the space for it really. Cause a lot of the, I mean, uh, that deck really wants to like Marnie you a lot. Right. It does. Um, so Right now, it's 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 kind of like Marnie is the supporter that you want to do for the turn, um, but Team Yale Grunt could be it as well. Right. I mean, again, probably not a like a focal point, but definitely a card that can see a little bit of use. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, do you have a uh, trivia question for me, or you want me to start? It's time, time for trivia. Trivia. Okay. So again, this is a standard. Uh, a standard legal card, uh, just like it always is on our game. And today we're playing Guess What Pokemon This Ability Belongs To. I will tell you that it is not a rule box Pokemon. That's the only hint I'm giving you on this one. Ooh, okay. Not a rule box Pokemon. Not a rule box Pokemon. Um, crisis Power. Crisis Power. And this is an ability. Mm-hmm. Crisis power, an ability on a non Robux Pokemon. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to go with. I'll give you one more hit then. Okay. It's fire. Oh, geez. Um, I'm going to. I, oh, I think I, I think I just remembered it. Is it Cinderace? 
It sure is. All right. <laughs> It is the single strike Cinderace. Yes. Um, so the ability crisis power, this Pokemon uh, attack does 30 more damage uh, to your opponent's active Pokemon for each prize card uh, your opponent has taken. Uh, so a really good late game Pokemon to do some extra damage. Um, thought it was kind of interesting, a little off, off the beaten path from yeah. what we normally do. Cinderace has gotten some good single prize Pokemon. But right, I mean, the, never the, been able to the base set one, man. I yeah, I so wanted that card to be just like really good, but it was just if it was in this meta with some of the support, like a, a card like Rosa um, or or Recycle Energy, it actually still mm. would be, I think, legitimately good. But it just was in the wrong meta, and now it lost what it made it <laughs> made that deck kind of good um, yeah. in this current meta. Yeah. So it's kind of unfortunate, but um, Cinderace always has a special heart my, or a special place in my heart. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a good deck. I like that deck. Right. I remember one of the first, like, that's one of the first things I got caught by uh, when I was learning to play. And I was like, wow, that's kind of good. <laughs> right. <laughs> As it steamrolled over me. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right, uh, I got. Uh, I'm gonna do another Pokedex entry. Okay, so, I like these. Um, so I'm gonna give you the poke the the Pokedex entry, and then you have to guess the Pokemon. Got it. So this Pokemon has the power to hurl anything aside. However, trying to do any work requiring care and dexterity causes its arms to get tangled. This Pokemon tends to leap into action before it thinks. Tends to leap into action. Leap, yeah, tends to this Pokemon tends to leap into action before it thinks. Mm, that's small arms, probably. I would say Dragapult, but I doubt it's Dragapult. Um, arms even though that... tend to get tangled. Is it Tangula? No. It doesn't even have arms. So that was a bad guess. Um, give me a redo. Um, <laughs> it's, its nickname is the Superpower Pokemon. Oh, uh, then is it um, Machamp or Machop? It is Machamp. Machamp. Champ. Machamp. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I didn't actually know that, uh, that he was clumsy like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just full strength, apparently, on Machamp. Right. Via his Pokedex entry. Just busting through walls like the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, that's my trivia. You did your trivia. We did Random Card Madness. Right. So that makes it time for Turtwig talking the meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to <laughs> Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I'm joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 14 tournaments, 1,295 unique deck plays, and 3,667 matches to cover this week. Now, without further ado, let's head right into those top 8s. Starting off, we have 6 top 8s for Whimsicott, Arceus Malamar, Rapid Strike Malamar, and Suicune. We had 21 top 8s for Mew Genesect and 28 top 8s for Arceus variants. So Arceus and Mew tend to be on the top more than any other deck. 
So what does that tell you guys? It means you should be playing Arceus or Mew, or countering them, because that is also an option. So that's it for the top 8s this week. Now let's have a look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week. Those being Mew Genesect, Arceus Inteleon, Arceus, Jolteon Inteleon, Arceus Duraludon, and Whimsicott. Notable changes to Eugenesect, Arceus, Jolteon Inteleon, Arceus Duraludon, and Whimsicott. Eugenesect was up this week by 3% in its win percentage, bringing it back above 50% this week. Arceus was up in play percentage this week and got a little win percentage boost as well, but staying about 7% of the meta, that's looking pretty good for Arceus. Jolteon Inteleon is our next, up with a win percentage shoving it right above 50%, being around 4, 54%. Next, Arceus Duraludon, being up in win percentage by 3.5%, uh, leaving it with uh, above 50%. Again, almost every deck that got 50% this week now has uh, had a large boost in win percentage. I guess all of our regional players are now playing our wonderful decks that just got above 50%. Last, Whimsicott was up in win percentage by 5.5%. Shooting it above at around 58%, you could probably guess that some content creators made some deck videos, and now everyone's playing it. With that out of the way, let's uh, let's go talking about our locals. So I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes and Comics by maybe shouting out the winner of our Thursday locals, if we'd ever have one. Uh, this week <laughs> there was a tie for first place, so no win for you. Now let's talk about the decks that didn't ID for the wins of the week. So all these decks had a single win this week. Arceus, Arceus Duraludon, Suicune, and Whimsicott. Arceus Malamar had three wins this week, and Mew Genesect, whole, I feel like I'm back in Fusion Strike, had seven wins this week. Now Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you. So if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, another great meta report, always hitting us with the facts. Right. So, uh, just like every other day, we podcast, it's news time, and we actually got a good bit of news to talk about today. Yeah, I'm excited for this, uh, uh, for this news. Uh, quick hitter. Wrote like hit you with a good one real quick. Uh, toolkit, trainers toolkit volume three now. Um, I believe uh, yes. is going to be coming out soon with promos for Luminion V is going to be the Luminion V. Tool. And you know what the coolest part about this uh, trainers toolkit? The first one was red. The second one was blue. This one's going to be purple. Purple, which uh, makes no sense considering Luminion's a water Pokemon. Right. Hey, exactly. It don't matter. Um, don't matter. Don't question it. I mean, I'm going to get it just because the box is purple and that's my that's my color. Man. They, I guess that <laughs> thing is they never really matched up, so it doesn't really matter. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. Red for the Dene. Uh, we had blue for <laughs> blue uh, for Crobat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, purple goes to Luminion for sure. Um, yeah. And that is all that as we've been for sure put in there. I mean, there's going to be the obvious energies. So, um, I'm sure you'll support. see bosses support, uh, yeah, uh, you know, uh, professors, all the parts like that. Essential supporters you usually see. There's no definitive list yet. The Luminions were kind of figured out via the pitcher on the release. So, um, 
yeah, so look forward to Lumineon being in there. If you need more than one or two, that's a good place to get it. Right. Um, the other big news is we have uh, a new Japanese. No, is this? Yeah, yeah, a new Japanese set dropping because you know we they just actually just launched the what we were talking about with. Uh, Time Gazer and Space Juggler is released in Japan. Mm-hmm. So on release day of that their set, they usually announce the next one, and it is going to be called Dark Phantasma. Um, and this one is going to be kind of centered around a Hisuian Zorark. And we do have some uh, cool Pokemon card reveals. Um, right. And I'm going to I'm before gonna, you, before we start, though, correct me if I'm wrong. This is going to be the first set that's re- revealed um, that or that releases out here that is completely in the new rotation of stuff, right? Uh, so our next one, we're gonna get the next set, but then we'll have rotation shortly after. So there will be a period of time where, like, those cards will match up with Sword and Shield base and up. But like, I don't think this one will. Um, so this they- one might be the first one that doesn't. This one might be the one that is directly before rotation. Um, Because as it is, um, the Astral Radiance, which is our next set in May, um, is Time Gazer, Space Juggler, and the the other set before that as Mm -hmm. well, all combined in one. We're getting Hazooian forms and V-Stars. This one... Um, maybe I can't remember the release dates of, of product, but uh, that's our May set. So then I think we get usually like two to three months in between. So then the October set, depending on how late they go, like this would be the early fall set, late summer. Yeah. Maybe like an August or June set, uh, but they are doing the Pokemon go set. So like this might be August. Um come like and this might be just before rotation i can't remember when worlds is like where we might have that week of pog format right um pog format is is a fun format because there's a lot of like hodgepodge things that come out um yeah all right well let's with further ado let's uh, get into it i know you were excited about a few of these um there's one i'm going to start with just because i want to bring up the design space that they were talking about Mm-hmm. Well, that they were they're exploring which i've we've seen it in in the last set with empoleon but they released a new gengar um so it's a stage two uh 120 hit points single prizer um uh, but it has an ability called creeping back so once during your turn you may put this card from your discard pile onto your bench if you do put three damage counters on this pokemon so it's essentially 90 hp pokemon when you play it that way right um but that's the main thing I'm super happy about is that they're coming up with crafty abilities on stage twos to help you get them on the board faster um, than evolving through the line. Um, I, I mean, now they have some downsides. Um, I mean, Polyons was a purely an upside of drawing cards, but um, I haven't seen a really good attack now. Gengar has an okay attack in, in Shrieking Circle for one Psychic Energy, which is also, Polion has, I believe his attack was one Water Energy. So right. these are, these are uh, they can be 
brought into the, the, the bench via the discard pile and then immediately used right. too. It's not like you have to charge them up still. Uh, but this attack does put two damage counters on your opponent's active Pokemon for each of their benched Pokemon. So at the current moment, moment uh, it is uh, looking at 100 damage um, max with that uh, 100 damage counters, whether it be 10 damage counters. Right. Um, so it would get under, I don't know, damage blocking effects and cool stuff like that. Um, so it's, but it, it would max out at 100 damage unless you're playing with the Turnitus. Then you're looking at 160 damage. Right. I don't but, know if you're really focusing on it's that, also on that weak portion dark. So that's not probably going to be one that you want to really want to use them against anyway. But hey, um, just point so out. I can see this actually being a pretty decent play. Like you said, 100 damage isn't like a lot, but these are damage counters and you can place them on their bench Pokemon. What's sitting on the bench most of the time? Inteleon, right? Yeah. So what if there's a couple of Sobbles out there? Like you can you can potentially um, do 100 damage worth of those, take two Sobbles out with a little bit of help with maybe some ping damage from a Zigzagoon or, you know, a, your own Inteleon doing snipe damage. Um, that, now that becomes 120 damage. Um, that are damage counters. So you can take out two bench sitters that are their support. And I, I, how many times have we seen like a rapid strike Urshifu win a game because he, instead of taking out the big hitter, he took out the two Sobbles or the two support Pokemon uh, that you would see out there. So yeah, for the one damage. Thing, and you um, can literally get this out, like turn your turn one. If they completely load the bench, you can, you, it's not a hard combination to discard him with a, a quick ball, level ball, or I'm sorry, not level ball, but quick ball or ultra ball, um, and then have something that free pivots back out. Uh, so it's not an, a horrible combo to get off. It's, it seems pretty reasonable for sure. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with his attack, though, is all the damage counters have to go on the active Pokemon. So you can't spread them around. I you thought you said for each bench. Maybe I mis you, misheard you. You get extra damage you get two oh i did say active you know scratch right. everything i just said um and you can't do that so yeah. maybe not you as can't good. spread the damage around but you i mean it is something though that you pointed out that you can do on your first turn we're talking about turn one you have gengar on the board right doesn't matter which if you go first or second turn one you have gengar on the board now the thing with this i only brought him up because I really like the design space of cheating out. Um, I agree with you on that. The stage twos. Uh, we have, like I said, pregame, like they haven't really printed one with a great attack on it, but. Um, well, they have to balance it because if they have something yeah. broken, then it, yeah, it's, it's I mean, obviously hard, but... you don't want him to like be able to cheat a Gengar in the board. Then he's like one energy brave blade. You don't need that. <laughs> right, right. But like um, this is, this could be doable. And depending on the deck that is a hundred damage, that you can uh, basically pull out of nowhere. Um, so it's just one, what is that, what is that attack? What is that number? What is the deck um, built around where this, these kind of trick trickery cheat ins work really right. well. Right. All right. So let's move on to the next, um, you know, like I, like you said that the design space there, I like that. I would like to see more uh, things like that because I know in the past they had things like that. Um, so let's continue seeing that um, yeah. develop. But we and do have people the opportunity to play Gengars that aren't Gengar right. Max. Right. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't even need the the pre evolutions. Uh, but let's move on to Radiant Gardevoir. 
um, which is another shine, uh, shining Pokemon, right? Yes. Um, with a, a, it has an attack and an ability. Um, it is a psychic Pokemon, uh, basic for 130 HP. It has a weakness of metal and a resistance to nothing. And its re retreat, again, is two. Uh, so currently right now, air balloon. Uh, so no big deal there. Um, so ability reads, um, Devotion Veil, we have your, your Pokemon takes 20 less damage from your opponent's Pokemon V's attack. Um, so, you know, some kind of defensive uh, ability there. There's a lot of V hate right now. So this is just mm -hmm. kind of that too, trying to make any kind of Pokemon be able to withstand um, some attacks. So, you know, we're having what Big Charm rotate soon. Uh, so this is kind yeah. of like a big charm esque if it's against, uh, you if know, you're with these. exactly. Um, so you know, serviceable, not broken for sure. Um, uh, thing with, uh, sorry, no, 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 go for it. I was going to say the thing with this is, um, if we're going into a V Star world, the twenty damage to twenty less damage. Uh, we've seen how much twenty less damage on double. Turbo energy matters in that, um, like that we are all like this is such a better balanced version of DCE, but we're seeing this twenty damage on attacks might matter a, a, a lot on the difference between making a KO and not. Right. So um, stock could be really really up once rotation actually hits with this Gardevoir. Um, also, do need to remind everybody this is a rule box Pokemon. Uh, so it isn't, um, you know, searchable by, you know, things that will say, you know, you, you know, rule box or anything that excludes rule boxes. Mm -hmm. um, and it also is a shining star. So you can only have one of these in your deck, um, you know, just like you used to be able to with the prism stars. So um, mm -hmm. still, you know, we'll see how this uh, this ability goes. But let's go ahead and read the attack because, you know, sometimes you use it for both. Um, so for a psychic colorless colorless, it does, uh, and it's called psychic, um, 70 plus damage. This attack does 20 more damage for each energy attached to your opponent's active Pokemon. So again, th that might actually see some play, um, depending on the deck you're going against. Cause I know a lot of the decks coming up are going to rely on energy on them. Um, similar to what we saw in the past with Senescorch. 130 damage off of the Pokemon that's bringing you something other than just that damage might be serviceable. Right. Um, I, and I say 130 because commonly right now is our three energy attackers. So right. uh, if anything high, gets higher than that, that wants to hit for X damage or four energy attack, then you're just getting more damage off of it. But three is probably the common denominator right now with all the Arceus decks. So... I agree. Yeah, so uh, Guard of War will be serviceable for sure. Um, like to see what this card does in the future. All right. right. Now I know you were excited about the next two, so I'll give them to you. Yeah, so uh, I am excited for these Hisuian Zorarks. Um, there are two coming out, but I'm going to cover the single prizer first um, because there's one of each, and I'm probably going to... This is probably going to be another one that goes into my collections. Um, I don't know what it is about the Hisuian form. It's just, <laughs> I am drawn to it more than the regular form. Like I know there's a lot of Zorark fans out there to begin with. I'm just looking at the Hisuian ones. I don't know something about the, the art and the, the form of it is cool. 
Um, but the Zorak I want to talk about is the stage one um, evolving from the Zuru. Uh, it has two attacks uh, for no energy, nothing. Just free. Get the free, free 99. <laughs> you get 99. Hex, Hex of Ruin. At the end of your opponent's next turn, the defending Pokemon is knocked out. KO. Down. Out. You just got Beedrilled by Zorark. Beedrilled by Zorark, for sure. <laughs> A turn later. So, uh, instant KOs. Well, not, I guess it's not instant. It's not instant. It's a ticking time bomb. It's time bomb KOs for nothing. Um, so, before can... we move on to the next attack, we do need to stop and talk about this one before yeah. uh, we move on. So, it's free. So, that's has that going for it. It yep. can fit into a Zora arc, a Zora arc box anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, again, that has it that going for it. Um, the it, positives, it could take a, out a, a big VMAX, uh, yeah. like 300 plus HP. Um, the drawbacks, obviously, if they switch out and switch back in. Uh, so, against like a deck like Mew, you're not probably going to keep that in there, although you might be able to boss up a, um, a Genesect and keep him there. Um, but positives is, you know, in general, I've seen a trend of switching cards, um, go down whenever we started playing, you know, in the tag team era, you saw at least four switches. Um, now you might see, you know, a, a escape rope and maybe one switch or two switch, um, say if they play the, play a couple of those already, um, and you know, they're, they're out of those resources. Um, you're really taking advantage of that player at that point. So I mean, against Mew, it's probably never going to be good. Um, against everything else, it might have a chance. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, depending on the, the the deck build out, like that that knockout could be easily aligned up with some Galar Mines or stuff. But like the amount of switch cards in play in the meta is going to be what really defines that attack. Um, or um, why we talk about control aspect of it because it does have another attack. Um, for one psychic energy, you get to its attack called Bring Back, which um, you guess uh, what this does from the name of the attack. You choose one card from your discard pile. No qualifiers. One card from your discard pile. Reveal it and put it in your hand. That kind of thing is, uh, I think, right up Control Deck's alley because you get to grab anything from the discard pile and bring it back. Uh, now, I mean, obviously there are other cards that get get more cards depending on what you want but um it, it this might find its way into a control piece uh like that zorark deck because it could be something you want to grab for when you when you've got them controlled and then uh, maybe you need to start taking prizes like we did with we seen tord do in in one of the players cups where he's like all right i've controlled this game long enough oh but I can I can just uh, win on prizes with Excadrill versus Eternatus. Exactly. So <laughs> we um, get to the win by taking prizes <laughs> on a so control deck. But the... it's it's uh, it, it it could find that from in a control deck it offers flexibility, which is something they like. Uh, I'm not a control player. I can't say for 100 percent sure that like this would be good. But in in my head sim, it checks a lot of boxes. So. Um, you can be using it for that bring back. And then once you have something that you know is fairly pretty sure locked in there and you don't mind KOing it for some prizes, there you go. No energy pretty, needed. 
No, hundred um, percent. I think there will be a lot of, you know, deck builders um, paradise with this card. So um, along with other, other cards that kind of just fit that, that mold for that, that deck archetype. Yeah. And yeah, so that's all I really got on that one. Yeah. Um, there is going to be a V and V star, a release of Zoroark as well. Yep. Which are, might see a little bit more play. Um, I'll quickly cover the V. Um, just because uh, I it has an attack that's also free, uh, which is kind of neat. Um, for a starter, it's a if you start with it in the active, um, it has for a free attack, you can do hollow swap. It's thirty damage, and then you may switch this Pokemon with one of your bench Pokemon. So it's strafe for free, right? On uh, so uh, there should be never a reason why you have to offer it up on the first turn going first. So as long as you have another bench Pokemon. Um, but, um, I should also say it's colorless. This is a colorless V. Um, it has another attack for three colorless damage, uh, that does 130 damage and you get to move energy around, uh, but probably not using that because you want to go to the V star with its big attack being, uh, for two colorless. Um, so one DTE 50 time 50 X, you know, me with cards that like to solve for X. It's called Baleful Curse. This attack does 50 damage for each of your Pokemon that has any damage counters on it. So, uh, if that includes the active in, in, in itself, so that is if you have a damage counter on every single one of your Pokemon, that is 300 damage. 280 if you subtract the DTE, which is enough to kill an Arceus. So, I for playing a deck like Primeape that also requires damage counters, I'm not going to say this probably is going to be the most popular thing, but it could be useful. Oh, for uh, sure. I mean, it's it's maybe not like meta-defining, um, but you can definitely throw this in a deck, and it can definitely, for one, basically one attach, um, catch your, your opponent off guard um, to a game situation they may not have seen coming. Um, yeah. So... There's, the there's problem, always value in that. Yeah, the, the main, the not really the main issue, a little bit of an issue with it is because he is a colorless Pokemon, you're never going to be able to hit anything from weakness mm -hmm. to be able to like, you know, oh, I only have three, so I'm only doing 150 to to jump up to 300 with weakness. But um, so there's that. But uh, I mean, it's still a decent attack that can reach some pretty big numbers uh, if you play your deck i mean there is some other cards coming down the line that might help this and uh, it is a v-star so it does have a v-star power which i haven't mentioned yet um once during your turn uh, because it's a v-star power um you can discard your hand and draw seven cards so i have a zorark research. research yeah it's i have a zorark research in in my v-star power <laughs> right um no dead hands for this deck as long as you get the v-star out <laughs> right Exactly. So, I mean, the, the, the V-Star power on its own, uh, pretty, pretty serviceable. Um, we've all seen what Professor's Research could do. So you could even Professor's Research to Professor's Research again in the same turn <laughs> and then Crobat. And then you can do that whole Dedenne, um, Crobat, Professor's Research play all over again if you want to just throw up your deck and just bleh. So, yeah, I, I think this card has potential for sure. Yeah. All right. All right. Let's I've move. talked way too long on, on Zoroarks because I'm excited about them. No, there, there's got... reason to be excited. 
Um, but I want to jump into the next Pokemon, the last one that's on the list. Um, and I think this one, I, I've seen some people on one side of the fence and others on the other. I, I tend to be on the side where I think this card is probably going to be good and um, probably meta. It may be not S tier, but probably in that at least B, B tier plus. Uh, and that's that Hisuian Gudra V-Star. We're going to skip the V because um, as far as I'm concerned, it's basically just a Pokemon to try to get to the V-Star. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a dragon type. So again, no weakness there. Um, it, obviously stage one, 270 HP. Um, and then the retreat cost is three. So it is a little bit high, um, but you don't care with this Pokemon uh, in particular, especially if you get set up and do what you need to do. So it has a an attack and an ability. We're going to start with the attack. Um, it is for a water, metal, and colorless. And this is the one thing that that cost may be a little awkward, um, but I'm sure there are there are things that I know that I have in mind to try to get this going. Melanie. Um, but, uh, Melanie. Um, was that pickaxe uh, there are other ways to try to get that going um, but let's go on it's iron rollout 200 damage during your opponent's next turn this pokemon takes 80 less damage from that attack so you're preventing basically if you get this off you're two-shotting you're either killing or two-shotting anything and nothing's one-shotting you back Unless it hits for mega damage, which is not really going to happen. Right. Again, with no weakness. So you would think, you know, 270 is pretty tanky for a two-prizer. Um, and then currently we still have uh, the big charm, so that could put it up to 310. Um, yeah, well, seen... you're basically making it have to hit 350 without any damage currently on it. Right. Right. And so that is, a, that is a hefty number for anything to hit right. at the moment. And say you... Say you don't hit that, even if you're, you know, 10 off, it does have an ability. Um, it has Moisture Star, a V power. Um, you may use this ability uh, during your turn. Heal all damage from this Pokemon. Um, <laughs> so you don't knock him out. I'm healed. He hits again. Oh, wait, you're not one-shotting me again. Um, pretty good. And that's, the, you know, we've seen how effective Melanie, or not Melanie, um, um, what's, that, what's her name? Uh, help me here. Um, Green hair, uh, Cheryl. Baby. Cheryl, yeah, we we we've seen how effective Cheryl could be um, in those Jolteon decks. Uh, this just seems even tankier. I mean, it, it does damage differently. I think the biggest thing in this this card is: Are we going to see a way to get that awkward metal, water, and colorless attack uh, up and running in a decent amount of time? And hmm, we might do. We might just see that with Arceus. I mean. With Arceus, you can technically do it um, with Melanie because mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a water Pokemon, right? Melanie. Um, if you went first, you'd be able to attack with it on your snack, on your when you evolve up to the V Star. If you Melanie the second turn, the turn you can't actually Melanie and right, attach right. on your first turn. You just have to attach the metals and then Melanie the water. Um, I don't see it. there probably is like a better trick than what I'm thinking of at the top of my head, but um, I don't see it being that hard being that it's only one of each type. And we have currently accelerants for both, but the saucers won't work. The saucers won't directly. work currently. 
Um, but if you had an accelerant with the water and the colorless, I mean, you, you still yeah. have, like I said, the pickaxe of pickaxe. So if you had, you know, the fighting energy in there that can cover that. Uh, so you can technically get a water and a fighting on there. Um, I mean, you could, without, magma, you could magma base into it. You can, um, I don't know. That's can, fire. Pokemon no, only. it's fire, fire, but you can do those, uh, and then attach the metal. Uh, and then we, you know, like we said, uh, Arceus V-Star, uh, so this is potentially a, a very tanky and hard to knock out Pokemon um, to, you know, to deal with. Uh, so I, I'm looking forward to playing or trying Kabu. to make Gudra work. I see Kabu in, in, in Gudra's future. Right. Well, for a little while, at least <laughs> before yeah, he rotates. But I just Drake the Zolt 2.0, but you got you got a Cheryl on your on your card. So, right. All the now, I know pops, all the use, use all the lucky ice pops. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm already not liking this. Right. Right. Well, well, let's, before you, you get uh, too upset about it. Um, did you want to move on to these? Uh, we had an item card, a trainer card, or a stadium card, and then two trainers, or do you think they're even really worth talking about too, too much right now? Not too much. I mean, uh, a Rezu, I heard, um, I heard a couple of people are excited about a Rezu because you can search for three evolution Pokemon. It's basically right. Gloria, but evolution Pokemon. Right. I mean, you get the drizzles out there, the Inteleons out yeah. there currently, uh, I mean, but like, yeah, the fun, I saw the memes like chain your drizzles. Yay. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that anyway, but um, yeah, you're not supposed to train your drizzles. Uh, so yeah, a Rezu might see play, but that's about it. Right. All right. Well, let's move on to the final uh, one here. There was a, another Pikachu and Raichu um, yeah, that were announced just today. Just today, uh, and I, I don't know if they're really meta relevant or playable. Um, but kind of like what we were talking about with um, what was the one that you we were talking about the the Gengar and liking that kind of just mechanic. I really yeah. like the where they're going with on um, one of these attacks. Um, so we're just going to skip the Pikachu. Um, it is a cute card, but not relevant. Right. It's not really relevant. But we got Raichu, uh, a stage one, uh, 120 HP, lightning Pokemon, weak to fighting, uh, resistance to none, has two attacks. Um, the first attack, you know, we've seen this before, Thundershock, 30 damage, flip a coin if heads, your, active, or your opponent's active Pokemon is now paralyzed. Um, it can get you out of a, a pinch. Uh, depending on it but again I, I wouldn't say that's been a super successful attack in the past yeah um, but the second attack is, is at least interesting uh a lightning colorless colorless uh trump spark 100 plus damage if you have used a v-star power this attack does 120 more damage um so this is the first kind of attack we've seen here where if you use the v-star power um you know you do extra damage i i like that mechanic i don't know if 220 damage is going to be enough, um, mm -hmm. especially with the lightning colorless. Colorless, if it was maybe less energy, um, I might like it a little bit more. Um, but it's it's interesting for sure, at least. Yeah, interesting interesting line of thought on that. Um, just it's cool to get the damage buff off of another mechanic of mixing the two single prizers and multi prizers. Right, right, exactly. Um, um, yeah, just lens for different, uh, you know. Uh, creativity uh, moments there for deck builders. All right. Um, that's going to sum it up for the news. I'm going to 
just because there was a quick article today too that might mean a little bit something maybe it's easier to get some cards later pokemon uh and, and pokemon company international plans to buy millennium print group um so uh, they're gonna have more investment in the card printing space so hopefully i don't know, always see this as a positive uh yeah. a positive thing especially with uh you know the times we are in with manufacturing in general um you know i've, I've seen it at my work i know i've seen it in other companies and I've seen it with po- we've all seen it with Pokemon. Hopefully, this is a step in the direction to try to mitigate some of that, um, and to maybe you know just you know just get the more product out there. I mean, we, it is there's a lot of product coming, um, so we all want it <laughs> as fast as possible. Yep. All right, and that's gonna about sum up the news. So um, on to what we all what else Indy. we have to talk. Yeah. So again, um, I know we've talked about it. Um, kind of a lot recently, uh, but we haven't just Chuck and I uh, got to discuss this. Um, you know, for us, Indies coming up within, you know, two and a half weeks now. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and it's not just Indie. I know there's ICs coming up. Uh, there's another one in in Jersey and, and just oh, all these IRL events coming up. Um, and I want to kind of focus outside of the game right now. Are there anything specifically you're looking forward to um, about the upcoming season here uh, for us to actually finally, finally get to go and, and play in these tournaments? Um, I am really looking forward to seeing a lot of the people that we've talked to in this cast and that we've uh, that I've communicated with via, you know, these Zoom calls and, and Twitter and just see them in person and get to, you know, fist bump. Maybe shake a hand if they want to. Right. Um, I don't know. I'll hug. I'm a hugger. Whatever. But we're both huggers. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I mean, and it's, it's up to those people. Up to those people. Oh, but, for sure. Um, it, it's. I'm excited to meet some faces in, in person. Right. Um, uh, I'm also excited to, um, kind of like gauge myself as a person, like a competitive player against uh a field that is huge at indianapolis at least mm-hmm. that, that that we're we're talking about going to so i'm excited for that as well um and just lastly i i want to experience a pokemon event like just the event run by not necessarily run by pokemon but thrown by pokemon you know what I mean? so yeah exactly i can't wait for all that um I can't wait to see what kind of swag um, is handed out. I know there's play mats, um, mm-hmm. uh, some cards, and then, you know, beyond that, uh, I, I know there's cards and sleeves. I, I'm looking forward to just kind of getting my hands on some of that kind of stuff um, and then kind of just seeing what product is available um, at the actual convention. Uh, from what I've seen, there a lot of people have been getting some pretty cool stuff. Um you know, I'm, I'm super happy for them and jealous at the same time. So I want to get my hands on all that. Um, but even just outside of like what you said, gauging my, my, myself uh, against other players um, is just like just the drive up talking, you know, with, with the guys, you know, locally, we're going to have a couple guys in the car just driving up, um, sharing an Airbnb, got that squared away. So I'm pretty excited about that. And then just kind of 
the camaraderie that is built there. I know when we used to do this for X-Wing, it was really fun. Um, and those were some of the most cherished memories I had, um, you know, part of the game, but not in the game. Yeah. Um, so those are the things is the drive up um, and getting the pregame talk with everybody. And then even just to drive back, regardless of how we do, like if we, if we do super well, uh, somehow we make cut um, or we just go, you know, Oh, four drop uh, and then play some side events and then just talk about our bad beats, um, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to that kind of, you know, th- that bickering back and forth um, and, and all that fun jazz. Yeah. I am. I mean, I am looking forward to the whole thing in general. Currently, um, I'm excited to top for it. So, oh, I'm. My goal is is for sure just make cut and then make noise. <laughs> make cut and make noise. That's all I'm hoping for, um, or at least be in in the uh, in the midst of that. I know. Again, myself and and you, you know, you haven't really got to been or got to play a lot of online because, you know, we're, we're busy people with we're jobs, busy. family. Um, but the few times that we've had, like I look back at the time it was myself, you, Ryan and Des, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that kind of just took a, a Sunday open as kind of like a regional esque thing. Um, and then really kind of fo- honed in on there and then just the shared success. And like, yeah, I mean, I did decent. I didn't do like the greatest, um, but I see, did not like, do just, good. Yeah. But, but being there with somebody, you're, you know, and, and them doing well is just as gratifying, um, you know, because you're still part of it um, in that community feel, the strength and, yeah. you know, the, the, those relationships. So obviously I want to win, uh, but if I don't, I want to see you guys do well um, yep. and rep Pittsburgh. So those are just things that excite, excite me beyond belief, I guess. Yeah, I'm, I'm up there with you. So I'm, I, I want to see my like. I want to be either up there competing or I want to be rooting on a friend up there competing. So right. one day we'll get there, even if it's not this trip, but again, just get our feet wet and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. All right. So another week has passed and, you know, the meta is continuously evolving. We've seen, uh, you know, we've talked about Mew and Mew is spiked in play in the last week. Um, mm-hmm. is it, are you getting closer to the deck that you want to play? And do you feel that you have a good handle on the meta right now and the matchup spreads? Um, no, I, I think I'm getting closer. Um, I know I, I need to probably narrow it down. Um, I did a little bit of testing, did more testing on RCS this week and I'm just not liking it. In general, sure. well, it's not that I don't like it. I actually like it a lot, uh, but uh, I'm being real with myself, and it's not consistent enough. Right. Um, when it works, it works nice, but I mean, I've been throwing it against the big boys, uh, Mew and stuff like that, and I, like I'm trying to build a counter box deck, and when when I can't get the counter that I need for what deck I'm playing uh, consistently, and I'm just, it, it, that's the problem. So. Um, I, I was playing with Whimsicott as well because that was like the hot thing this last like week. It's still a pretty good um, deck. It's a pretty good deck. Um, not I like it. I'll I'll keep it built and I'll have fun with it. But um, I don't uh, I don't know if it would stand well over uh, 
nine rounds of tournament Swiss. Uh, I, I just I don't like its matchups again at anything that doesn't run special energy. Right. Even um, Arceus itself. I mean, like once that first Arceus attacks and like yeah. starts spreading basic energies, then then Whimsicott's not liking it specifically. Yeah. And then uh, I mean, I've played multiple games where you're just sitting there, look like hoping for the hammers to hit. And right. I don't want to sit there and play decks that hope for the hammers to hit. I mean, it's fun against you when you get up and running. <laughs> Uh, and then you're just like, but, but I've also seen Mew, um, like I've slowed Mew down enough, but then I haven't been hitting and I've, or Mew just keeps like throwing up different things right? To, for me to hit. Cause you don't hit anything for any substantial amount of damage to KO it. Um, and I hit like four different Pokemon before it found the one basic energy it needed and then KO'd me and then I couldn't do anything. So it's just like, I've lost games that way too. So uh, I I like it. I don't know if someone if it's gonna. I don't like it with Arceus. I feel like then you just have Arceus liability. Uh, I don't think it needs Arceus to charge up Whimsicott. So I've just been playing it straight. I like that, um, but I feel like it might not be able to get out of the field. Is my my problem? Is like right. I mean, I'll, it's a I'll, huge it's a huge factor. Um, so you know, if if you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it um that's me, definitely yeah. a deck it's definitely a deck that if you could just be like i just go to the cut like then you're like good like right. once you hit cut but like that's the thing is i just don't know if we can get out of the field so it's a huge thing it's it's a huge thing when it comes to a meta decision or a, a deck decision because even that ice rider matchup is oh so bad oh so bad there's literally nothing you can do to it right like, you have to pray for early hammers and then if you don't, like it just one hit KOs you repeat repetitively. Right. Oh. So, um, yeah. I mean, for me, again, it's between Mew and, and Arceus, uh, straight Arceus. Um, we'll see how um the, the EUIC goes. Um, because there's rumors that we're gonna see lots of Jolteon out there. Um, and we'll see how effective potentially that is against this meta, because you know, um Intellion is a huge engine right now. Um and it, you know, there's there's always like five or six you know, cards maybe that you can tech in or out of that of that matchup. So it's a matter of just kind of getting closer to that meta and figuring out what the protected meta is going to be, and then just the, the feel for the text. Because um, if you have the wrong text in there, the, the deck, as good as consistent it can be, um, it, it still can struggle. And that's I've kind of hit a wall. Um, like today has just been an awful day of testing for me um, with Mew and RCS. I know, and I played a little bit of Whimsicott too. It's just like everything felt bad. Like every, I just had to walk away today and hopefully tomorrow I'll get back into it and then everything will feel better. Uh, but I, I guess everybody has those days that no matter what you do, everything feels bad from your decisions to your matchups um, to, you know, just, uh, yeah. you know, the RNG that's in there from time to time. Um <laughs> like I said, it's just been a long week. Hopefully today is like the start of that new week. Everything's more positive. Yeah. We're good to go. Uh, and then we'll move on from there. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Just need to take a new look at things. I'm, I'm going to look, I think I want to like, that's my thing. I think I was going to start looking at two different decks. Just, I want to get off the RCS train. I think for a little bit, I just don't like, I don't necessarily don't like, I'm just not, not having fun with the way they set up. So I'm going to take another look at seeing if I can get behind the Mew train and, and 
really figure that out. Or I might take a quick look and just see if I feel like firing up Mal- Raptors like Malamar and if I can get it down to where I think I could play it quickly uh, with yeah, like no you, thought. If you need help, man, I'm here for reps. I need I need reps against it anyway, so uh, we can, you know, um, mutual benefit. That, benefit uh, there's that. <laughs> uh, there's a, a, a side part of me that wants to play that because I really, like everyone's on the Intellion version. Everyone thinks the Intellion version is the best. I just really disagree. Including myself. <laughs> uh, I, I, I kind of, I just disagree that it's the best. I think they're equal. I think Sinchino is just as good. It just depends on how you want to play it. Um. I I always loved uh, I've heard it multiple places and in multiple tweets that they're like, well, the intelligence better because you can play Brawley. And I'm just like, you can play Brawley in both of them. Right. Not like one is exclusive, but um, <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't like that as a reasoning why that one's better. Um, I think for I just, me, it's that late game because, um, you know, we all know what Intellion does, um, but late game Malamar usually with the Intellion engine will already have ditched the expendable cards that are not rapid strike. Um, so my worry is that late game, if you're trying to draw cards with, with the uh, Chichino version, you're, you might be ditching cards. You don't want to ditch. See, that's potentially just, that's, that's uh, p- potentially. my headspace. That's, that's you're, my headspace. Um, I, I have had times where I have cards that I don't want to ditch at the end of the game that you may or may not, you have some tough choices right towards the end of the game, but I just don't see how, um, like, I don't see how Inteleon version spikes to the nine or 10 cards that it may need for a VMAX knockout where like, if I net, Scoop up net, I, but but then you didn't see the the drizzle that was a rod, right? The Drizzle that, was a Rodad, so every Drizzle is a rapid strike, um, even with the shady dealings. So that's no. all you just write that on the card, you're good to go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's the that's the thing is I drizzled isn't a isn't a scoop up, uh, isn't a rapid strike card. So um I still run scoop up nets and chinchinos, and you still can they're essentially plus ones, whether you pick up Inteleon or Sobbles or Drizzles or Inteleon uh they can be kind of plus ones or plus twos depending on how you play, I guess. But really I, I just see it as like, I can like late game Cynthia's. I have eight cards in my hand. Oh, look, two aren't rapid strike. Make do make do. Oh, now I have 10. Um, because at the same time you're ditching all of those non rapid strike cards. Um, and you're just, you're basically drawing nothing, but um, I see it as the late game, more consistency at hitting that big number that you need. Right. Um, I like it that way better. That's why I feel like it's better at doing that, but I will concede that, um, Inteleon is probably easier to set up early game. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, with testing, yeah. you can, you can make any deck work. Uh, you just have to have confidence yeah. in yourself and know your deck in and out. And that's, I think the biggest key, no matter what deck you pick, just know it in and out and know your options. Yeah. I, I, that's my little bit of my where I'm at headspace. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try some more or less proven commodities rather than trying to make my own. See if I can get get basically get behind them, like feel feel good about the way they play, and then go from there. Right. 
All right. Well, let's move on. We did allude to it earlier in the cast that it is a good time to be a Pokemon fan. We've kind of gone over some of these things with all the IRL events coming up mm-hmm. um, from, you know, playing in them, watching them. I think they're way more entertaining watching like the the regionals and the ICs um, and just even following them uh, through like the Twitterverse. Um, than it is watching, you know, anything on Limitless, uh, you know, thank God for Limitless. And I'm not knocking them because like we needed that as a community um, and we still do need it. Um, but it just adds a little bit something else whenever, uh, you know, it is IRL play. Um, so, you know, that there's always that for the next few months to be looking forward to, um, to the new sets that we've kind of alluded to um, some of the cards that are coming out there. Um and, you know, with the new set coming out, uh, the meta will change. There are cards that might, you know, knock Mew down to maybe not being, uh, you know, that that BDIF. Um, mm-hmm. So we might see the meta shake up there. And then, you know, um, we're not that far off of rotation. And again, with rotation is a huge meta shakeup. There's going to be a lot of staples that are going to be gone um, that will shake the, the game up. And maybe something that wasn't seeing as much love, uh, we'll see more love, um, you know, and more play going forward. Um, so I really want to take this time, I guess, to highlight some cards that you that you might or that you're going to miss with the rotation uh, coming coming in the next few months. Well, first and foremost, like uh, people on Twitch, we're going to miss Marnie. I, I 100%. I'm going to miss that card now. That's mostly because it's Marnie, but um, it's really the best kind of like hand disruption card we currently have. I mean, Judge will be an equal counterpart once it actually once Marnie's out. But um, I yeah, just you're not that. throwing things at the bottom of the deck, so yeah. like the, having it random, you can draw right back into some of those cards. So yeah, it's the, not the, as good. The bottom of the deck, even though it was like a weird, like I'm gonna get in trouble because I did it wrong thing, but it really just does like um, add an extra step for your opponent to get the card that they was in their hand, like because um, they gotta find a way to shuffle their deck as well too. So I like that uh, aspect. That's why it was one of my favorite cards for hand disruption. I mean, I'll still I'd rather have N back currently, but hey, reprint N. Hey, please reprint N. Hashtag. <laughs> Um, but bring end back, uh, not until uh, Muse gone, though. I think, um, yeah. I mean, what what if you pass an N, put them down to one prize? Like they, they might be in trouble there, but that's you don't need to worry about Mew. Yeah, there was a Especially reason there's why. a lot of dark. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm sure somebody smarter than me would figure that out <laughs> or would know that right off the bat. Yeah. There was- <laughs> There was a reason why. I just can't remember now. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I guess for me, and I've been on this train probably longer than most people, is Shady Dealings. Um, all the way back up to Leonzard, I loved that deck with Shady Dealings before it was the thing. Um, I know the meta was a little bit different and faster back then, but Shady Dealings, I'm going to miss. It's been a staple for me. Um really since i've been kind of cutting my teeth and, and starting to see success um so shady dealings goodbye my friends um I, we will miss you um, but you know there's still a little bit of life left in you uh can't wait to jump on in to some of these you know irl events to try to um, have some success 
Yeah, I'm curious to see where engines go from. From one right. do you think we're going to see a little bit more? Uh, well, it's more going to be like random card dumping, right? Um, so uh, we kind of talked about like professors, professors, probat. Um, we have we have different yeah, the path is going to still be a card. It's still going to be a card, and it, yeah, I mean that's I mean, going to be just, ever more hurtful. Now it is going to be ever more hurtful because I think there's going to be a lot of like luminions. Um, mm-hmm. a lot more crowbats going to be gone too. Um, but yeah, path going to hurt. Uh, Biberal is good, but is it as good? Um, and will you see as much success? I mean, you're seeing Chinchino's going away as well. Um, well, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah, it's going to be a weird world. And then, like, we're also, um, you know, a card I'm going to miss. Uh, it sounds so basic right now, but quick ball. Quick balls going yeah. away. Like just finding that that one discard for for any basic Pokemon you want. Um, I mean, Ultra Ball is nice, but do you always want to discard that mi- that many? Um, what other Pokemon no. search we're gonna have other than Feather Ball for the Mew for the Mew decks? But uh, um, what about all these other decks? Uh, what about Arceus or, or any variant of Arceus or anything? Even single price decks. Uh, I mean, I know the level balls thing. Um, but we're losing Evo incense. So it's going to be a very weird dynamic um, with Pokemon search after rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you got another set that might bring out another cool ball um, or Pokemon search. That isn't Um, you might actually like Gloria or not necessarily Gloria or that Arizu, like the, the supporter search like that, might be take off adventures discovery might be a thing to, to reason would on. be well i mean that would be just as good as uh, i guess um adventures discovery and like the well the, the three cards are in the same vein they just search for different ways like adventures discoveries if you want v's or v maxes or v stars right um gloria and arizus if you want single prizers but basic or evolution right yeah i mean Time will tell, but I, I think it will be fun because the metal will be so new and mm-hmm. it won't be solved and people are going to try to figure out what the norm is. And those are always the time where it's fun to kind of just discover what you can, you know, y- your creativity when it comes to deck building. Yeah. I mean, I'll be really intrigued to see what continues to keep up with UV Max because, I mean, it's still that is still going to necessarily, it's going to lose some pieces. Um. But might yeah, I mean, be... it's gonna lose. It's gonna lose Quake Ball. It's going to lose Evolution Incense. Um, it's gonna. It's gonna get gonna some miss? things back that'll help, but might not be able to thin as much because because of, of Quick Ball, right? Um, so I mean, I mean, it's just depending on what other people. I'm, I'm considering. I'm thinking of what can we adapt to keep other decks to keep up with its speed, right? Uh, yeah, so time will tell. I, I think Mew yeah. is still in a pretty good position. Um, all right, so before we get going, is there any other cards that you will miss? Um, I'm trying to think. We're gonna lose. We're gonna lose Sword and Shield. We're gonna lose Darkness of Blaze. We'll lose. Oh, if we're losing Darkness of Blaze, 
I was they lose really Rotom happy. foam. That's what it is. Mew's gonna lose Rotom foam. Yeah, but I will. I will sadly be sad to see Senna Scorch go. I really like that deck. It and was a fun was, deck when it came out, but it's just not been relevant since yeah. Welder rotated. Since well, that's what I mean. I, I I was really like always keeping him in the back corner, hoping that one day something would be reprinted that he could find find a way. <laughs> like if you build it, uh, 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 the field of dreams, field of fire, or however you want to call it. But, <laughs> um, it just hasn't been able to find his way back onto the board, right? All right, so those are the cards we're going to miss. Are there any that you cannot wait to see go that you're, like, kicking out the door as as uh, <laughs> as we're going towards rotation? I mean, ha- hammers are sticking around, right? I believe so. I believe so. No, there's not been a reprint of hammers, so currently I- they would be going... I am excited to see them go. I hope they bring something back along the lines that isn't a flip card. I just you don't want to guarantee no basic energy discarded. <laughs> I yeah, I agree. Like I guess not a, I don't know. Fan of Waves does it, I guess, but just Fan of Waves is not as good as Hammers, but I, I'm glad to see Hammers go. I feel like it's one of those cards that is a necessary evil, but I hate flip cards. So I'll be excited to see that go because it's a flip card. Just like in two years or another year, I'll be excited to see Kramomatic go. Right. <laughs> that's yeah, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Um, for me, it's Marnie. I, I know you love Marnie. Um, and I, I play Marnie. I'm, I, you have to. Um, but the amount of times where it's burned me, um, when the game state says, hey, Marnie's the right play, and then I pulled nothing, and then th- somehow they have a smaller hand but still get everything they need. Um, it, it, it's it's burned me many a times, and Marnie's a lie just like Reset Stamps a lie, just like yeah. End was a lie. Um, the Marnie never really sticks, right? Yeah, I was going to say, like you, you said it. I mean, it is probably the right call on what is probably like, fine and go because mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many times i've tried even though i love the card marnie to you know reset just don't don't give them what they want and and it does it's a lie so right it doesn't do what you want it to do so exactly um but other than that are there any other cards you you want just to get out of the meta right now nope the only one they i did is brought back so <laughs> oh well oh well it's still a good game with with or without those cards uh yep. i can't wait uh to continue playing and just growing uh as a player and you know part of this community uh and we'll, we'll continue to do that uh going forward yep but that's about it unless uh you have anything else you want to throw out there for the week no uh thanks everyone for listening watching um uh, that's all. I mean, I'm just happy to do be here and happy that you guys are out there listening. For sure. No, you guys are awesome. And thanks again for another great episode. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, 
It goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming You can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at PitPokeyPod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We will see you all next time. See you later.